Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Judy has booked a pre-Halloween show for you. Today we're going to talk to a lady who, uh, well, she she rescues bats. Bat World. Bat World. I just love the name of that sanctuary. Oh, it's a sanctuary called Bat World? I just yes. didn't know if you were breaking out in the song or if that was... <laughs> that... Yeah, neither did I. I didn't know what was going on there. So uh, we'll be talking to... You know, they're very cute little animals. And oh, there was a video adorable. going around on Facebook of a yeah. baby-eating banana. The big eyes. He was adorable. Uh-huh. They are so uh-huh. cute. So we'll find out more about bats in celebration of Halloween. You know, I think they're one of the uh, one of those animals... Mammals, by the way, mammals that they get a bad rap. They do, you know. And they do. They really don't deserve that bad. No, they rap. do a lot of good. Uh, let's see what else do we got? Uh, oh, big costumes, Halloween costumes. It's not too late to get your Halloween costumes. No, and you want to make sure that you get one of the top ten. Let's not get last year's costumes. We want to make sure we get the ones that are, you know, today's costumes. And so, I guess you have someone to tell us what today's costumes are. I do. And I noticed Ladybug is dressed up today as a Tootsie Roll. That's her costume. <laughs> that's that's a new costume this year. Ooh, Tootsie it's Roll. Not, it's not outdated. It yes. suits her. It yeah, does. It suits her. It, really, it does. It, and you might also, it might subliminally get you more Tootsie Rolls That's when you go around trick-or-treating. I love Tootsie Rolls. I'm just you're you're that going out. to experiment that yes. out, right? Yes. Give that a shot here. I'm going to go out as a steak dinner then. <laughs> <laughs> On the show today, uh, we're going to find out about the, uh, what is it, the, the pig-faced turtle? What is it? it it's called a pig-nosed turtle. Pig-nosed and it, turtle. It, it actually, it, it looks like what you think it looks like. It looks like a turtle with a little pig nose, and they are absolutely adorable. But here's the problem. They're so darn cute that everybody wants one, and they are really a target in this worldwide illegal animal trade to the point that they may be run out of existence. Ooh, okay, so we'll find out about that in just a few minutes. Also, the big deal about Ebola, how it affects our pets. Can our pets transfer the disease? We'll find out about that. Or do they even get it? We'll find out with uh, Dr. Deppie right here in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. I feel like I'm missing something. Let's see. Oh, Ripley's will be on the show today. Uh, we have a great hero on the show. And, of course, you. one 405 8405 for your calls right now. Hey, Jimmy. How are you doing? All right. How are you doing today? Good. What's going on? I have a uh, Dachshund. She's about five, six years old. Okay. And she has all of a sudden developed uh, or lack of use of her rear leg. And she's dragging it. I've got a a wheelchair I'm building for her. That way she can uh, possibly build strength back up. Okay. Has this baby been to the vet at all? Uh, Yes, ma'am. We've taken her, and they've looked at her, um, and they want to do further tests, but right now it's not within the uh, financial means. Okay. Okay. Well, because definitely when I hear um, a dachshund who's dragging a leg, um, it definitely is a very serious symptom and um, different than a dog that's limping. So in particular, dachshunds are a breed um, that are high risk for spinal cord problems where they'll have disc issues. And those discs actually kind of push up against the spine and they cause pain. And then eventually they can cause loss of sensation or function of those legs. so if she's only got this on one leg, that kind of tells me this might be more localized to that side of the spine in the lower back. Um, and, and certainly, you know, we'd, we'd like to do some level of basic tests. And, and for everyone, I think there's the decision we have to make, whether it's um, a pet we can treat uh, surgically or if we treat them medically. And, and if, if 
testing and surgery is not an option. I want to make sure that on her behalf that I, I make sure that you do work on pain management. And that is something that uh, cost-wise, there's still some very inexpensive options that we shouldn't ignore that pain that is, is certainly to be present there. Um, so make sure you do address that. Um, medicines like tramadol, non-steroidal pain relievers, or even prednisone or some steroids can be used for these guys. Um, and I like the idea that you're trying to help help her maneuver and get around, um, you know, with a um, pet uh, wheelchair. But you can't do that without taking care of um, the pain and then making sure that she can eliminate her bladder. Um, if those two things aren't being taken care of, then then I'm afraid that she's going to be in a bad state and she's going to be suffering. So um, are you well, noticing if she's eliminating and, and going to the bathroom? We are making sure of that. We, we okay, make sure good. she does. Every time we take her out, she does use the restroom. Um, good. We don't We don't even know how this developed. I mean, I've, I've, been, I've had Dotson for... 20 years, and uh, I've had one who got real bad, and we we ended up having to uh, do the only option, uh, you know, put him down, and mm-hmm. it, it hurt sure. bad, but uh, yeah. th- this one, we've had her since she was a pup, and we've picked her up, put her on the bed, picked her up, carried her down the stairs, put her back down, you know, we've not let her become strenuous on, you know, jumping around or anything of that nature, and all of a sudden, she just started losing function of that leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the best thing, you know, certainly for, for many dogs is surgery. That can be very costly. It can be thousands of dollars um, in testing and surgery. But I can tell you, I have had um, oodles and oodles of dachshunds that have had problems where we can treat them medically. The number one thing you can do to ensure success with treating her medically is to rest her. So while a wheelchair might be nice for the long-term paralyzed patient, for her, the number one thing is not allowing her to move around or to try to get around because that is going to kind of slow down her recovery. And I can recall one patient I had where this gentleman had the best interest of his pet at heart and he knew he couldn't do the surgery, couldn't do a lot of costly hospitalization. He kept that dog in a pet crate, a kennel, and we did that for two months. And I'll be damned, this dog went from dragging its both of its back legs and having no pain sensation to walking like a normal dog. But you can't expect that kind of recovery if we're allowing her to run around and motor around the house in a cart. So, um, you know, there might be a place and a time for that, but I don't think that's going to be right yet. And, and I would definitely work very stringently to keep her very confined, preferably in a small pet crate, um, while she's healing up. Okay, I uh, I have one I use for whenever I travel. I uh, put both of them in so I can uh, put her in that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, like I said, make sure she is on some pain medication so that will help her feel more comfortable, um, you know, as she's, you know, recovering from this. Yes, ma'am, I will do that. Wonderful. Well, great. And, you know, for anyone else with, with pets, you know, dachshunds are definitely a breed. We see this kind of problem pretty commonly. But also beagles, um, we see a, a lot of different types of back problems, as well as some shih tzus, lasa opsas. Um, so, um, you know, keep that in mind. If you do see a pet dragging a leg, it is something as a big red warning sign mm. to the vet. Okay. one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That is toll free to the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. I think we have Tiff. Oh, I guess I, I, I got to press this button right here. I'm sorry about that. Oh, come on, Hal. Do your job there. <laughs> hey, Tim, how you doing? Good. We were talking to nothing for a second. <laughs> well, hi, how are you? Very good, thank you. Well, what's going on in your pet world? Well, 
my roommate has two miniature schnauzers that bark horribly every time any of us come to the house or anybody comes to the house for that matter. And mm-hmm. uh, we've tried the little barking box that doesn't seem to phase them, and she doesn't have a crate to put them in. Mm-hmm. I need to know what to do with these dogs. Okay. And um, so the dogs have free roam of the house then? Yes, they do. Okay. And is this when, if you're in the house, someone comes to the door, they're barking, or is it just anybody coming to the door? Anybody coming to the door, and anybody can be home, and they'll still do it. Okay. And is um, one of the two dogs, or is there someone who's the instigator of the two? No, they both do it equally. They do. Okay. Well, that'd be easier if there's one. <laughs> well, the female, the female may be more than the other one. The female, uh, yeah. If I had to pick one, she's the one that starts it. Because, because sometimes there is. There's, there's one that kind of gets the fever going, and the barking starts, and then, you know, any other pets or any other dogs in the house will join in after that, and kind of alert has sounded. So the challenge is when you have multiple dogs that are doing this, and Schnauzers, I got to say, are some of the more doorbelly barking type dogs out there. Uh, I know my brother-in-law is kind of battling some of these issues with his little Schnauzer. Um, it can become a challenge if we have more than one because you can't isolate um, the effects one is having on the other. So what I try to do is find out individually how they behave um, in those situations with the other dog, maybe even out of the household for at the moment because that kind of tells us where we need to really work on focus our efforts. And also because we're going to talk about doing some training steps that become very difficult if we have two dogs to kind of juggle their responses and to try to correct um, two dogs at the same time. Um, but the challenge really comes is that we, once we're working on these guys, we're working on them individually. And there are different remedies. There's, you know, the bark busters types things, the bark collars. You know, and those are negative reinforcements for this behavior, which for some dogs can work. But I try to really strive for the positive reinforcement in working away from, um, uh, you know, some of those negative things because we can't always keep a bark collar on a dog. We can't always count on them to work. I've known dogs that have worked around a citronella bark collar and uh, make those suckers like empty out and they'll just keep barking until they're empty. So there, there are some tricks there. One of the big things is I would say we're going to work on really directing the attention towards something else and we need to change the household hold routine. So um, if possible, in the household scenario, I would do things like come in a different door, um, avoid using a doorbell um, or knocking on the door, putting a sign on, you know, for your roommate, you know, we're going to, um, you know, use the back door. We're going to not use the doorbell for visitors. We're going to ask our friends and family to call by phone first before they come over so you can make preparations and be ready for um, that greeting. Along the same lines, we want to change how you're responding. So a lot of times dogs are barking when people come to the door because it's kind of their way of doing what we're doing. We get up and we run over and we scurry over to answer the door and we see who's there. They're just helping out and they're just doing what they can to let everyone know, hey, there's someone there. Um, So what you kind of have to do is actually train them that if someone's at the door, you don't always get up and answer that. So it's kind of like a little test, and you can get your roommate involved with this where you have your pet, and I would suggest using a light leash, maybe even a gentle lead harness while you're doing some of this training because you can maintain control very easily. And, um, you know, when the person comes to the door, 
if they're knocking, whatever, we don't respond to that. We sit in the chair, we keep reading our book, we don't respond at all. We wait for the pet to settle down, for any kind of anxious behaviors to quiet down, and we keep practicing that. We're going to basically kind of desensitize to the approach of someone to the door, to the doorbell, to the knocking, any of that. It takes time, a lot of repetition, but that is an important step as we are kind of getting directed towards that. Other things we want to do is when you enter the home, we want to make sure we decrease the excitement level of the greeting. So if you come home and you're like, hi, how you doing? Woo, glad to see you. Yay, let's go outside. Let's go potty. If you're making that a really high amped up experience, you're actually kind of contributing and feeding that behavior because they're counting on some kind of reward when someone comes to the door, whether it's someone they're going to see or maybe it's you or your roommate or someone else. There's some kind of reward there. So we want to tame down those greetings and make that something that's kind of low key. And then with time and practicing calm, quiet behaviors when there's someone at the door, then we're going to try to work around that. You're going to be a really big challenge there, too, because you do have the two dogs, and that can be really hard. So if you have one that you see as you're testing them individually that is a calm door greeter with the other dog not present, you know, that that's helpful, and we want to try to work on that and make sure that pet can really be calm and not kind of react with the, uh, the frenzy, if you will, when the, that uh, door is greeted. So I don't All know right. if you've tried any any of those things with some of the other efforts, but uh, I would, I'd give that a whirl. Well, I don't know. What, what do you will. think about that? Uh, it'll try my patience, but I'll give it a shot. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people ask me, um, I don't want behavior medicines for my dogs. I want them for me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this may fall into that category there where uh you know I don't prescribe to people but I, I get inquire inquiries quite a bit. So yeah, I'll, hang I'll in be there. The doggy downer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well thank you so much for your call. This is Dr. Debbie. Give us a call here, one eight six six four oh five eight four oh five. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. The flu, pneumonia, whooping cough, hepatitis A, shingles, meningitis, tetanus. That's a scary list. But did you know immunizations can protect you from every one? You didn't? Well, we do. Rite Aid pharmacists are certified to immunize against the most common preventable diseases. Find out what immunizations you need with a free immunization evaluation at Rite Aid today. With us, it's personal. Availability and age restrictions apply in some states. See pharmacists for details. The event you've been waiting for is here. Lumber Liquidators, third annual fall flooring yard sale. It's your chance to get first quality, full warranty, direct from the mill flooring at unbelievable closeout prices. Like oak laminate for an incredible 19 cents a square foot. And pre-finished three-quarter inch solid maple for just $149. Plus beautiful bamboo for 63% less than other stores. Take advantage of our 20 years of savings with 20 months special financing. And get even more unheard of flooring deals in our stores. Fall flooring yard sale. Sale is Thursday through Monday only. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. I would like to invite you to participate in a brief survey on personal values. I'll make a statement, and you simply think agree or disagree. Ready? Here we go. Statement one. My life is complicated, so I appreciate simplicity. Agree or disagree? Two. I tend to make my own decisions, which may or may not be the popular ones. Three. When buying luxury products, I don't mind paying for the best, but I hate to overpay. Four, I value both form and function. And five, I value pure, clean design. Now, if you agreed with these statements, you are the type of person for whom the 2014 Bosch Kitchen was designed. With unrivaled European design, 
It's a kitchen designed around our mutual values. It's a kitchen designed around life, on your terms. The 2014 Bosch Kitchen, perfection in every detail. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. So, Joey, what's, uh, what's Miles' costume going to be for Halloween? Or do you even dress? You know no, no, we dress every year. Every oh, year we've got a whole friggin' closet full. Um, I think it was Count Dracula last year, and... Um, you know, I don't know. No, I think it was an astronaut last year. It was Count Dracula the year before. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know yet. Um, you know, I leave that. I leave that to Elaine. So, what about you, Tammy? You dress up any of the animals for Halloween? You know, we just never have done it. We we kind of we hibernate the hideout on Halloween up here at the house. Uh, well, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to somebody who has uh, a bunch of whole costumes for animals. So you're going to tell us the top ten pet top Halloween 10. costumes this year. And they have uh, they've actually sent Ladybug a Tootsie Roll. She's a Tootsie Roll. This oh no, year. costume. Yes, Tootsie. Oh, she's going to look great. Yes, she is. It's not a far stretch for her, by the way. Uh, well, That's kind of true. She is shaped like a Tootsie Roll. She is a little bit, <laughs> isn't she? Right. Yeah. And occasionally she leaves Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, uh, that's baby true. Baby Tootsie Rolls. Perfect. That's a whole different story. <laughs> Hey, listen, uh, it is that time again for Ripley's Believe It or Not. The brand new book, Reality Shock, is out this year again. And, it, boy, it just seems like we just did this a I few know. weeks ago. Time flies. How could it be a whole year? Year. We have Edward Meyer back on the phone with us. Hey, Ed, how are you doing? I'm doing well, but, yes, it has been a whole year. And in that year, you have, found, flies. You have yes. found so many amazing reality-shocking pictures in the last and year. And stories. And stories. Uh, r- roughly a thousand stories, 500 pictures in the new book, Reality Shock. And per the title, um, there's some pretty shocking ones. Can I just say you have a great job? <laughs> you have a fun job. Well, thank you. Uh, you're, you're not the first to say that. Okay, so I'm looking at all of the animal-related stories in this year's Ripley's Believe It or Not Reality a Shock. Whole, a whole chapter, about 30 pages worth. And I'm starting with the flat-faced cat. This is uh, the cute little pussycat. Yeah. Uh, we got two pictures of this kitten, uh, an inset as well as a, a large format one. And It doesn't look uh, real. No, it looks like it's well, been chasing parked cars. It, it's not, <laughs> not just the flat face, but it's so fluffy that it, it looks like a... <laughs> Forgive me for saying so, but uh, first impression, it looks like one of those things you put around a Kleenex box to make the Kleenex box, you know, not visible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, doesn't even, it, it doesn't even look like a toy stuffed toy. It looks like a toy, period. Here, I'll hold up the picture to the microphone so listeners can see this here. here and, and it even has its own Facebook page, and I hate to say it, he's got more likes than we do. Well, he's got yeah. uh, about a half a million half fans. Half a million yeah. fans, apparently. There's uh, there's another cat on the same page that I wanted to talk about. This is a really weird marking cat. It's an all white cat except for <laughs> what appears to be two eyebrows uh. above his eyes or her eyes. You know, over the years, and Ripley's has been in business since 1918, uh, the longest running continuous cartoon feature in newspapers. What, what did they do for freaks before that? That's what I want to know. 
Well, we, we've had all kinds of animals with rare markings, and cats uh, no less than any others. Uh, usually it's on their body, but this is on its face, and it literally just looks like two big, thick, bushy eyebrows. Um, and they're and kind of pointed upwards, so it looks like he's upwards, startled. So it looks like the cat is startled, and, uh, you know, it's a cute <laughs> picture. And, again, this one's got 100,000 followers, so, you know, cat, cats are obviously popular on the web. To me, it looks like somebody used a Sharpie. <laughs> it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, how do you make sure that no one used a Sharpie? <laughs> In this case, I can't really vouch for it because I didn't personally see it, but typically we send someone to verify it. You know, we, we want to see it. We want to prove it. And, you know, in this day and age, it is so easy to fake a photo. Sure. Oh, yeah. um, so if we can't physically see it ourselves, we, we want a third-party notification. Most people tell the truth. They, they want their 15 minutes of fame in Ripley, so we don't get a lot of people trying to fool us. Uh, but we, we, we check fairly carefully whatever we think we well, have to. you got to do it more than ever now because 20 years ago, well, you didn't have Facebook or the Internet or Photoshop and all of that kind of stuff. So. Well, definitely in Ripley's lifetime, uh, a photo was, you know, his main source of authentication. If you, if you wrote him a letter and said, I can ride through the streets of Chicago on a 10-foot unicycle blindfolded, uh, he'd probably get on the plane and go see that one. Well, there are so many here, and we, we're just out of time, but many that we didn't hit. So I'm going to ask listeners to uh, check out the book. And, in fact, we have nine copies to give away right now at one 405 8405 If you don't get through, you can pick this up on Amazon. Looking for Ripley's Believe It or Not, Reality Shock is this year's title. And it has or lots Ripley's. of... Ripley's.com. Or Ripley's.com, there, which is just an awesome site, too. Just a, you, It's one of those time-suck sites that you can go there just looking up a little information <laughs> and spend two or three hours on that site. At least. Now is the time to get down to your local Kubota dealer for a great deal on a new Z700 zero-turn mower during Kubota's Gear Up and Go sales event. Need maximum productivity? Want outstanding terrain performance? How about an ergonomic design for optimum control? The Z700 is the new standard for turf care professionals. And right now, you can get great financing, a great price, and great terms. See your local Kubota dealer now. For more information or to find a participating dealer, go to Kubota.com. I'm a carbon fiber 29er full suspension mountain bike. My owner and I are attached to the hip, literally. Or we were, until the apartment got robbed while he was at his vinyasa yoga class. And the burglar used me to make his getaway. My owner's going to be uber bummed when he realizes I'm gone. I guess he'll have to find another way to get his daily dose of adrenaline. Maybe he can take up urban beekeeping. Your stuff can't protect itself. That's why the Geico Insurance Agency helps make it easy to switch and save on renter's insurance. Renter's insurance will cover personal property loss or damage as well as provide liability protection. Visit geico.com today. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. Only $9.99. Just go to Vistaprint.com and enter promo code 7676 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7676. 
I'd say 10. Four or five. 12. How many different beers do you think Sam Adams brews in a year? I think Sam Adams brews about 10 different beers. I can think of the Boston Lager. Summer Ale. October. Cherry Wheat. Ooh, Cherry Wheat. Rebel IPA. Sam Adams brews over 60 different styles of beer a year. I'm shocked. This is crazy. So obviously we were wrong. I had no idea Sam Adams made this many. These, these go up against some of the best beers across the world. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> this definitely changes my perspective on Sam Adams. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Take it responsibly. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. We're all concerned about the Ebola virus right now, and one of the big questions is whether our pets are at risk. Now, after a nurse in Spain was diagnosed with the disease, her dog, Excalibur, was euthanized. Even though there were protests and a petition drive netted more than 300,000 signatures in an effort to save the dog, who was showing no signs of anything. So was it the right thing to do or not? Well, vets say our pets are at very low risk. A dog's immune system is able to produce antibodies and actually can get rid of the virus. Not all animals have the ability to fight the virus. For example, chimpanzees can't. But other pets like cats, hamsters, gerbils, guinea pigs, horses, they are completely immune. Animal experts say if a case like the one in Spain happened here, quarantine would be an option rather than euthanization. Yet another recall, this time it's for Simply Nourish Biscotti with Beef and Sweet Potatoes Dog Treats. It's made by a company called Loving Pets, and it's only affecting the batches that expire in February of 2016. The treats are being recalled because of a potential of mold growth. If you have any from that batch, Loving Pets recommends you do not give it to your pets. Take them back, take the package back to any PetSmart store, and you'll get yourself a refund. Most homeless shelters, they aren't set up to deal with pets, and that leaves people with a really tough choice. Give up their animals or sometimes stay on the streets. And now a move is on to change that. This is really exciting. A national program is underway that allows families to stay together, people and the pets. It's a collaboration between PetSmart and Family Promise, and one just opened up in the Cincinnati area. It's actually the fifth PetSmart Promise Center to open this year, and it provides families with a place to stay, and there are kennels for the dogs or cats right there. PetSmart first established a pilot program with Family Promise of Greater Phoenix back in 2012, and this program will eventually involve all 182 Family Promise Day Centers around the nation. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. You know, canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly. 
the traveling lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world. Sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. The British luxury goods firm Burberry has threatened legal action against a company making garments using its trademark check pattern for ferrets. The trouble started when Ferret World began selling a fur-lined ferret hat and cape in what was advertised as the famous Burberry design. The ad also said it would give your ferret that out-of-town look. Burberry wasn't amused and sent letters to Ferret World demanding a sample of the fabric, the names of all the purchasers, and a promise to never sell anything Burberry for a ferret again. Simon Bishop, the owner of Ferret World, agreed to take any mention of Burberry off his website, but he also added that Burberry should get a life. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It is time once again for another hero person. If you know someone that should be Animal Radio's hero person, why don't you give us a call or send Judy an email at yourvoice at animalradio.com. I know that she's always sifting through many nominations to find the right people. I know. i got to find just the right ones. And like I mentioned before, it doesn't have to be somebody who's saving hundreds of animals. It could be one animal, just long as they're going above and beyond to do something wonderful for the animals. Any kind of animal. It doesn't have to be a cat or dog. It doesn't have to be a companion. It could iguana? be a wild animal. Iguana? Igua- yes, Hal. I know you're running this iguana kick today. <laughs> he is. So, yeah. I know. Hey, don't knock it. Don't knock it until you try okay. it. So if, you've got, if you're out there and if you saved an iguana, then give me a call. Today's hero, Christina Lee. She is the co-founder of Deaf Dogs Rock. And I'll let her explain what it's all about. She actually accidentally got into this. She was taking pictures as a photographer of animals, dogs. At a shelter to help get them adopted. And uh, so, Christina, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, now tell us all how you got started and what Deaf Dogs Rock is all about. Well, I got started in uh, 2010 when I um, adopted a little deaf puppy from the city of Salem Animal Shelter. His name's Nitro. And... Um, kind of freaked out when I first got him because I had no idea how to train a deaf dog. Did you know he was deaf when you got him? Yes. The shelter, I had been taking pictures for the shelter, and they had called me and said they had a little deaf puppy, and they wondered if I would be interested in adopting him. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. What was your first thought? My first thought was, no way. Um, I'll leave this one up to my husband, and I know he'll say no. And (laughs) (laughs) and he said yes. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I know. Don't you hate when that happens? that backfired. (laughs) No. You think you know him, and you don't. (laughs) So Nitro turns out to be a pretty cool dog, right? Oh, he's just wonderful. He's such a a joy, and we, we took him through training, 
and he's just the light of my life. He's just a joy. How different is he than a regular dog? I mean, do you use sign language? What different things do you do? What did you have to learn? Yeah. Yeah, I had to learn a lot. I had to learn um, the signs. Um, I had to learn about positive reinforcement dog training, clicker training. Um, clicker of, training? Can they yeah. hear? Can they hear clickers? <laughs> no, they can't. So what we do is we use the flash of our hand, or some people use a thumbs up sign. Okay. So it's the same. I mean, you tweak it a little bit. You use food as a reward. You show them the sign. You you lure them into place with the food, and then you give them a flash when they give you the right response. Mm. Oh wow! Well, you had such a good experience that you started your own little organization. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. In 2011, um, August, we decided, my husband and I, to sit down next to each other and um, form and launch what's known around the world as DeafDogsRock.com. And is this a, a meeting place for owners that have deaf dogs? It's, it's actually everything. It's, um, we list hundreds of deaf dogs available for adoption through, in shelters throughout the United States. We have Therapy Dog Wall of Fame where people can send us their therapy dog uh, stories. We have a community on Facebook where when someone's having trouble or issues or challenges, they can put a question up, and then everybody jumps in and helps out. So it's more of a community. Do you find that these animals are great for therapy dogs, especially like deaf people? Um, yeah, they are great therapy dogs with the right training. Not okay. every one of them. I mean, it, you know, they have to have the right personality. Um, we do have uh, a lot of deaf community members adopting deaf dogs. Okay. You know, they might have a hearing dog as a service dog, but then they'll they'll have a uh-huh. they'll add a, a deaf dog to their family. To save a deaf dog. I was going to say, a, a deaf person seems like they would need a dog to hear sure. to, yeah. to help them. It would be kind of hard. If well, I just know as far as therapy dogs go, usually uh-huh. when you pair them up with somebody that has the same, same disability, disability mm-hmm. that's, that was where I was going with that. Well, that's pretty cool. How many people are involved with this so far in, in your organization? Uh, well, it's hard to tell because, well, we have, we have a board of directors, and then we have um, different foster families around the country that work with other rescues. So what we do is, if we need a dog or a puppy um, pulled from a shelter, we will sponsor that puppy into a rescue. So we'll contact the rescue and say, we'd like to have this puppy pulled. We're going to financially sponsor him. We have a foster nearby. And so we kind of try to tie everybody together. Mm. So financially sponsor them, does that mean money comes out of your pocket somewhere? Uh, money comes out of Deaf Dogs Rock. Okay. Um, we do we do fundraisers often. We just finished with our uh, booster campaign, which was a T-shirt fundraiser, and I think we raised like twenty six hundred with that. Awesome. And we usually when we sponsor a dog, we usually will sponsor it for two hundred. So we'll we'll get a hold of rescue and say we'll sponsor this dog for two hundred, and that'll pay for the shots and the spay neuter. And then it goes into foster care. So how many deaf dogs do you have? <laughs> I have two. I have oh. two, two deaf dogs, and I have four hearing dogs, and they're all rescues. Wow. Well, do, yeah. the, do the hearing dogs help the deaf dogs out? Um, it, you know, it's funny because the deaf dogs, they watch the hearing dogs, yes, for cues. Like if uh-huh. someone knocks at the door, yeah, they, if, if the little ones bark, then they know something's up. <laughs> but the deaf and- dogs... They're kind of the leaders of the pack as far as, I don't know, they're just more, they're more personality. They're just crazy. You know, I have to say that I've noticed with clients that have had deaf dogs, a lot of times because the dogs aren't 
obviously startled by loud noises, they tend to exude a bit of calmness to a household. So when you have a really fearful, maybe reactive dog, and there's a, a, a deaf dog in the household, a little bit of that kind of rubs off, that kind of like uh, just kind of chill effect almost. It so, does. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes too much. Because <laughs> they can't hear the doorbell and jump up and raise the Fireworks yeah. or thunderstorms. So yeah, they tend to not react to those things. And it's kind of like a, you know, a nervous dog will look and say, oh, well, look at him. He's okay. You know, maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I just need to chill out <laughs> that that is so true especially with thunderstorms like they don't they'll sleep through a thunderstorm and the little dogs will get all worried and then they'll look right at them and they'll be like well they're not reacting so maybe we're overreacting huh. now do deaf dogs bark oh my yes well now <laughs> now the shelter that adopted uh nitro to me they said oh he never barks and he's really quiet and oh boy they bark loud, and they bark so loud because they can't hear themselves. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I am amazed at what you're doing, and so glad that oh, there's somebody you. that is doing this, because oftentimes when you find a deaf dog at the shelter, they're, they're not the first one to get adopted. Yeah. Yeah, and many times the shelters, you know, they don't even put them out, they don't put them out on the adoption floor. Yeah. So they usually end up being put to sleep, and we're trying to change that, and we do have a lot more shelters reaching out to us and saying, hey, will you list our, our deaf dog up for adoption on your website? So it's starting to change. Yeah, well, and there, there weren't a lot of resources no, out there, there were. either. Yeah. There is now. Yay. <laughs> uh, thanks to Christina Lee and her husband for doing what you do. DeafDogsRock.com is the website to check out. And we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Amazing deaf pets. Just takes one person like this. Let's head back to the phones toll free. 1-866-405-8405. Remember, you can nominate your hero people by sending an email to your voice at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. This is Animal Radio, baby. Up next, a call for Dr. Debbie. We have Lynn on the phone. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Where are you calling from today? Well, I'm in Arkansas right now. I'm a truck driver. Well, welcome to the show. I have Dr. Debbie right here to answer your questions. Okay, thank you. Hi. Uh, What I was wanting to know is, can I feed my cat raw meat and fish as opposed to any of the canned stuff so that it's pure? And would I have to add vitamins and taurine to it if I did? Well, I'd have to say that, you know, we know that kitties are obligate carnivores, so they need meat. Um, I am not a fan of feeding raw meat and fish in a substitution for a good quality balanced commercial cat food for a couple reasons. And you mentioned one thing, taurine, which is an important amino acid that if we do feed a raw meat, raw fish based diet, we're going to very likely run into multiple deficiencies, including a taurine deficiency, which is so important for cats. They have a four time greater need for this amino acid than dogs do. So it's very easy for them if we don't meet their needs with diet 
that they can have a problem reading leading into all sorts of heart problems and eye problems. So, um, no, I don't think that feeding just a supplement is going to make up for that. Um, there's also going to be other um, amino acids, um, nutrients. Um, there's even kitties that will have a thiamine deficiency, which is a B vitamin. Um, and that can actually result because feeding raw fish actually can have a uh, enzyme that breaks down the ability of the body to absorb B vitamins. So that can also cause a whole round of other types of um, problems. So um, my bottom suggestion is I, I really wouldn't recommend going there. Um, if the base of the diet is a good quality cat diet, then I think you're better off to do that. And, uh, you know, I know oodles of people that would say, oh, I fed my cat tuna here and there, um, you know, but you just got to be very careful. There's, um, you know, a higher uh, risk of bacterial-related infections, these nutritional deficiencies, and I just don't know that I would really want to gamble with that. Uh, plus, traveling, my gosh, isn't it easier just to <laughs> make a commercial diet in your situation? Well, we have ways to cook on the truck, and uh, I was just, it seems like she has kind of a problem with some of the canned cat foods and she'll eat them and before she can even walk away from the dish she's already thrown it up and I figure that it might be an allergy or something something in it that she can't tolerate you know she's eight years old and um, mm-hmm. I mean I fix food for myself so I for her as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you know there are some kitties that cannot tolerate canned food um, I see a lot of them sometimes start off where we just think it's just the canned food they can't tolerate and then with time we go on to discover they may actually have more established intestinal disease such as inflammatory bowel disease so I think sometimes that's kind of the early start that we make those notices and then later on we discover they really do have more of a, a digestive problem so um, in those lines then I'll actually look at using hypoallergenic diets for those kitties that are the frequent vomiters um, they just don't tolerate certain changes in their diet. So that, that might be one uh, one avenue we can go with for your baby. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for listening, Lynn. Let us know if that uh, works for you. Okay, I will. Thank you. need a follow-up. Of course, we do those free of charge. one 405 8405 Some other shows, they'll charge you $5, $6 for our second call. <laughs> they, they don't really. But we don't. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Mick Jagger, a big iguana lover. Has a few iguanas. Just a few? Just a few iguanas. Mm, Not a lot of people know that. It's not really written anywhere in any books. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Iguanas are great. They are. They really are. Boy, how you know know so much. How do I know so much? No, I just said you do know so much. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm just in awe of everything that you Yeah. What was your question, Tammy? Oh, nothing. I I just I know a friend of mine has a very, very large iguana, and they love to be patted. Yeah. You don't think about patting lizards, but, oh, my gosh, he, he, he rubs and arches just like a cat. He's great. Mm. Sometimes you yeah, can't. Has anyone seen a fresh one yet? A fresh iguana? One. Oh, yeah, and he was a big boy. And um, it, 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 it's funny. It's the males, um, I think once they start going into, like, almost like a mating season, he, they, they turn colors, and they can get a little bit oh. aggressive where they're a little scary at times. You don't want an iguana hump in your leg. 
Right. That doesn't sound good. Or just good. let them finish. Yeah, just let them <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, okay, so coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to do a quick check of the news with Tammy Trujillo. What do you got? Oh, i got to get serious here for a sec, because a lot of us have heard about the story of Excalibur. Oh, yes. He is a dog. Oh, God, he's a sweet dog. He was owned by a nurse in Spain, that nurse who was diagnosed with Ebola. And the Spanish authorities insisted he be euthanized uh, because of the potential threat. So here's the question. Is there a threat with our animals getting Ebola or not? I've got some answers in the news coming up that you do not want to miss. Yeah, and then, of course, the story with Excalibur was the name of the dog in uh, Spain that was put to sleep. They, they yep. put together a petition with, like, I believe, 300,000 signatures to try to save this Indeed. little guy's life. Mm-hmm. Another story Indeed. came out of Texas where another nurse who has also been infected, mm-hmm. who also has a dog, this time they have put the dog in quarantine. quarantine. Is that correct, Judy? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. They're quarantining it to see if it shows any symptoms. There you go. Well, so, that's what they're recommending here in the U.S. If this should happen more widespread, that would be the course of action, thank goodness, here yeah, in the U.S. But they're not going to just start putting down all the animals. Oh, my God. No kidding. But that is the big question for Dr. Debbie. As soon as she gets in here, she's uh, on her second Pepsi One. I believe she's getting it right now. (laughs) And I'm going to ask her all about this Ebola and how our animals may be affected by it right here on Animal Radio. Let's hit the phones toll free. 1-866-405-8405. I see up here on the docket, Joey, you'll be talking about hairless dogs today? Hairless Hairless dogs, yes. Like like the Mexican hairless. Hairless, no. Like the Mexican hairless and also the Chinese crested, which really isn't completely hairless, but um, I'm going to say a good 70% of his body is. Okay, that's on the way right here on Animal Radio. And the Dream Team is here for you at one 405 8405 Our very talented Dream Team, of course, dog father Joey Volani. Check out his new spot and odor remover. Good stuff. We've been using it around here to get the blood out of the carpets. Also, Ew, stop that. <laughs> sounds like some ghost. I know. What's going on? <laughs> Dr. Debbie, of course, she has her uh, line of books, which are great. Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. Very good books. You're a hell of a writer, I'll tell you that right uh, now. Thank you. you know, and I'm, I'm so thrilled. I have a lot of my, pa- or not my patients, my clients, that are actually reading the books. I'm like, oh, yes. But you know what? I'm telling these things in the exam rooms, and they're not listening. They read it in the book, and they're like, aha. Uh-huh. It's a whole different. <laughs> story let's uh head on over to kathy hey kathy how are you doing i'm fine thank you where are you calling from today i'm calling from dana point california oh okay orange the, county orange county okay very good i have dr debbie right here what's going on great um my question is if we are trying to help a dog our dog adjust from the loss of his master my mother-in-law is it best to give away things like blankets that were in her home that he used to sit on with her um, or anything that would carry her scent. And the reason I'm asking it is because when we went back to her home, we had to take our dog with us. And when we went into the home, he hid underneath the coffee table the entire time, unless I could coax him out with me. Mm. And any time he was around anything that had a scent, like blanket, whatever, um, he would just bolt away from it okay. and go back to either the bed that he was sleeping on with us or under the coffee table. Yeah, how long ago did she pass? It's been about six months. 
Okay. And then, so how is the dog behaving in your home? Beautifully. I mean, he's, he's, he's got some quirks because he was, uh, a lap dog for her, uh, for the last three or four years. She fed him human food. He was treated like a, so when he doesn't get his way, you know, he, he will react and go get under the bed, but he loves us. He enjoys the freedom that we give him. Um, he eats well, of course. Mm-hmm. What we feed him is pretty much what she did, but he's very happy here. All right. Well, a couple things is, is the first thing is that um, dogs really kind of suit some purpose in everyone's lives. They find it. We find what their job is. Um, my one large Labrador is the clown in the house. That's what his job is. We don't <laughs> expect him to have brains, um, but he is just our entertainment. For an for a dog that is in a home with an elderly person or someone who's ill, they suit a purpose in that home. And a lot of times it's companion. It is a moral support. It is really just their right arm, if you will, yeah. emotionally. So going back into that physical environment may remind him that this is what you did, but because she's no longer there, it creates anxiety for him. The challenge is that I don't think at this point that trips to the home are going to be in his best interest. Now, the challenge would be if there are items you need to to integrate into your home, we want to do that on a um, preferably on his new turf where he's comfortable and relaxed and he's not fearful and you know behaving with anxiety, and okay. then try to introduce those things and work on um, rewarding him for being calm and quiet in their presence. Okay. You know, if it's a matter of you know things like bedding, you know, laundering that can help. But a, a lot of these things that are really scent triggers for these guys, um, mm-hmm. it's really going to take him back there and because she's not there he, he wants to perform that role and it is creating anxiety for him so okay so it is so, anxiety yeah and then the other things that you can really do and, and for any pet that's grieving um, the loss of a, another pet or you know a, a master is that we really kind of have to occupy their time in getting them into some structure okay. so we're not asking them to forget we're just trying to act, ask them to focus both mental and emotional energy. So getting them on a schedule at the house where you're taking them out for walks twice a day, um, you take them to a dog park for socialization um, or doggy daycare, things that kind of occupy him, keep him physically tired and also mentally stimulated, different things going on. That's going to help his mindset. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And this hour, we're going to find out about the top ten pet costumes, because you certainly don't want to dress up your uh, pet in last year's, last costumes. year's costume. Yes. What are you dressing up any of your dogs as this year, Doctor? Oh, you know, boss, he's got this cool uh, spike collar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little protective, you know, against Nikki, but so he's going to be a biker dog this year. Biker dog. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about yeah. Nikki? That's a good one. Anything I can actually put on her without her eating it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna try. Oh boy, she, she's she may not have the personality, and that's a trick, you know. With your pets, you have to know what pet is going to tolerate and maybe enjoy it. And those that don't, you know, you know, maybe just put a bandana on them, let them enjoy the festivities in other ways. Well, that's my house. 
My house, two of them love to get dressed up, and two of them will, you know, run under the bed and, and you know, get away, get away. <laughs> yeah, so. so you can't subject the other ones to that if they don't enjoy it, because exactly. that'd be, that be cruel. <laughs> now, do you think Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, enjoys being dressed up like a Tootsie Roll right now? Sure. Yeah. I think she enjoys being dressed up. I think she's up. happy. Although yes. th- she may be a little humiliated, I, I think. <laughs> I think a she Tootsie Roll, now, that is a little humiliating. I wouldn't want to be a Tootsie Roll. Uh, coming up this hour, we'll talk to Amanda Lawler from Bat World. And uh, she, she rescues bats, these cute little guys and girls, girl bats, guy, guy bats and girl bats. And uh, that's, you know, kind of like a Halloween theme going today. I know. I was wondering if you'd catch on to that. I, well, of course I caught on to that. I actually trick-or-treat early. I go out a week early. It really freaks people out. I'll go out, the, like, maybe tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do that. Don't come yeah. knocking on my door. Yeah, yeah. I'll see if you come see home. What you get. <laughs> see, trick. Yeah, here's your treat there, pal. Well, well, what really happens is most people don't have candy by now, so they end up giving me, like, fine silver or... Uh, money. Yeah, money. <laughs> uh, this hour, we're going to talk about Ebola and how it affects your pets. Can it affect your pets, and can they transfer it? Of course, there's been a lot of news about that. So that's all around the corner right here on Animal Radio. Your call's right now, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Susie, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are y'all today? Y'all, where are you calling from, y'all? Kentucky. Kentucky. (laughs) I just love that accent. What can we do for you there today? I'm calling on behalf of my mother. She lives in Florida, and I'm going to visit next week, so I thought I could be proactive about this. She has a female Siamese cat. Uh, who's about a year old. She got her as a, a kitten, um, as young as you're allowed to adopt one in the state of Florida. So I think she's eight to ten weeks when she got her. And okay. um, got her from a reputable breeder. And um, great cat, very good personality. My mom lives alone. She's 85. Uh, so it's her companion. They get along great, uh, have a great routine. But she has this tendency just out of the blue, no warning, no nothing, and she'll bite you. Um, hmm. My mom okay. did have her declawed, which I've read her the riot act about, but Thank I'm you. in Kentucky, and there was nothing I could do about that. Uh, and she had her declawed at a young age. but um, And it's not just my mother. It could be my sister the neighbor lady, and the cat will just be sitting there very docile, uh, just sitting, uh, engaging in the conversation that the people are have, watching them, and then reach out and bite them. Okay. Now, do you, do you know if there is contact? Are they petting the kitty before oh, yes. the bites happen? Um, the, uh, the cat sleeps on mom's lap when mom reads. Um, she gets great attention. My sister comes to, to check on my mom daily. I, okay. Actually, I have two sisters down there, and they both check on her regularly, but my one goes daily. And she gives the uh, cat treat. We call it cat candy. Uh, but sure, she gets sure. her treats every time my sister comes, and the cat loves all the attention. She's, we call her the diva. We had a family reunion <laughs> in February, and all the siblings were there, and this cat just posed, and everyone took 20 pictures of it, and you could just see the cat eat it up. So she's oh, a fiend <laughs> for attention. Um, she okay. does have lots of toys. She has a cat tower that she climbs on. She has okay. run of the house. 
and her and mom get along great and uh, she doesn't bite her every day you know it could be every third day or something but you know she's given her a a couple of good bites in the forearm you know through blood okay definitely i mean this is definitely not a behavior that anyone wants or expects from their kitty but there's some some basic causes um for kitty aggression and for cats doing this now when i asked if there was something preceding the bite one of the more common things that can happen is cats can if we're actually petting and stroking them we can actually overstimulate them and that can actually it's it's something every cat's trigger is a little different some mm-hmm. you can only pet the head and the neck area and once you hit the torso um yeah, they just yeah, they're, that, they're i have a cat that it's uh, where the tail meets yeah. So when she, when she touched That's them along the zone. back? You don't touch that or you will get struck. Um, right. And I don't so think that, it's a petting issue because Margaret, the neighbor okay. who got bit, she's not a cat lover. And she was just standing there talking to mom and the cat happened to be on the counter. And Margaret was within striking distance. Okay. Um, so then you know, let me go through the, the next most common causes of kitty biting. Okay. So if it's not something related to the physical contact, so that would be immediately preceding it, a pet-related bite is when we just pet them and we get to those touchy areas and then they bite. Right. That's a little different. So the other causes of biting in cats are actually attention seeking. And you've mentioned this kitty is a diva. So yes. a cat that is actually bored or understimulated, they will drive that attention. So they want to seek out human contact, even if that means you're going to yell and scream because yeah. they're oh, still yeah. getting the that intention. She's doing wrong then, because the minute she bites, she runs away. She's no, so hooey, hooey, intelligent girl, and hooey, uh, hooey, Okay, I got to stop you there, Susie. I got to stop you there because that's a very common misconception. Because dogs and cats don't understand that they're making that they're doing something wrong. They understand our reaction to that. They understand oh, that we are becoming okay. unhappy with them, but they really don't recognize that. So, so what they're doing, what we're doing when we're biting is that we are grabbing your attention. So when the kitty is is biting, she's getting the owner's attention, and that's getting you to get up off the couch. It's getting you to say, hey, what are you doing? And you look at her. You're making eye contact. You're making verbal contact, and that is in some ways a self uh, a rewarding behavior. So we want to avoid doing that. Now, a lot of these kitties, when I mention that they're bored, even if they have a lot of good stuff around, the indoor cats just naturally, they have a somewhat deficient environment. If they're outside, you know what? I'm not advocating that, but outside kitties have a lot to do. They're roaming, they're hunting, they're moving around, and they're burning calories and they're expending mental energy. When we keep kitties inside... They don't have that so much. So we need to look for ways to give them things to do. So what I, some of the big things I'd suggest for you is that we're going to increase the exercise and the playtime for this kitty. So even if she plays regularly, I want to schedule about 10 minutes, three times a day of playtime and preferably things where we don't have close physical contact with human hands. So we want things like the cat dancer toys. We want to have laser tag type or laser toys, um, things that we can keep the pet owner um, out of the equation. We don't want to have the human hand any, be anything related to that playtime. And so for environmental enrichment, when I say that, you said cat towers, that's great, that's a wonderful thing, but there's other things. We want to make her work for her food. So one way we can do that is to add food dispensing toys into the mix. So if we do that, we want to limit the amount of food that she just has at the open bowl type thing. Um, put some of the food inside those treats. There's a lot of different companies that make these, and as the kitty plays with them, knocks them around, the food comes out, and it occupies mental and physical energy. 
space. So those are really big things that we really want to do. And, and the big thing also is really we don't want to punish cats for biting. It, it, negative reinforcement does nothing to help stop this. We want to look for the opportunities where that might happen. So as pet owners, we think, oh, nothing's, nothing's setting the cat off. What we need to do is get really intuitive in watching kitty behavior because they're usually giving us some clues. We look for those ears going down and back. We're going to look for that quick swish of the tail, um, you know, maybe a growl. If we notice that, we want to get the kitty out of the situation or get yourself out of the situation. So social, social isolation sometimes can help only to decrease the bite and also to decrease the arousal that the kitty has at that time. Thanks for your call, Susie. one 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team right now. That could be Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father, Joey Volani. We're all here at your beck and call. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 There is a movement. A movement to simplify. A movement to find balance. It is a movement that's defined in every Bosch kitchen. Bosch kitchens are designed to be everything a modern kitchen should be. The precise technology in every Bosch appliance was invented with you in mind. Side-opening oven doors that give easier cavity access. Induction cooktops with zones that adapt to the size of your cookware. Dishwashers with a third rack to fit cutlery, whisks, and tongs. And with flush installation, the Bosch Kitchen gives you a clean, integrated, and definitively European look. There is a movement to value simplicity as a luxury. There is a movement toward perfection in every detail. There is a movement toward the 2014 Bosch Kitchen. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. Only $9.99. Just go to Vistaprint.com and enter promo code 7676 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7676. I'd say 10, 4, 5, 12. How many different beers do you think Sam Adams brews in a year? I think Sam Adams is about 10 different beers. I can think of the Boston Lager. Summer Ale. October Cherry Wheat. Ooh, Cherry Wheat. Rebel IPA. Sam Adams brews over 60 different styles of beer a year. I'm shocked. This is crazy. So obviously we were wrong. I had no idea Sam Adams made this many. These, these go up against some of the best beers across the world. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> this definitely changes my perspective on Sam Adams. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Take it responsibly. Hi. This is Joyce Hewitt on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. Thank you. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Today, we, we've got them all dressed up in the studio trying out our Halloween costumes. And in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to somebody who has Halloween costumes. And it's not too late to get some. But first, I wanted to talk to you about bats. Bats? Bats. Flying bats. I'll tell you why. This week, I had a... Uh, over on our Facebook page, there was a, one of those videos uh-huh. of a bat 
being rescued and eating little bananas. It was a baby, wasn't it? Little baby, baby, baby bat, bat eating baby bananas. Bat, and it, I just got to say, it was pretty cute. <laughs> Pretty adorable. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people. Did you see that, Doctor Debbie? I did. Yeah, it it was really cute. I never thought they were so cute, and so I, I asked Judy about it, and she said, "Well, you know, this is a bat rescue in what was it, Africa, Australia, Australia." And I said, "Well, there's got to be a bat rescue here, here in, in the, the United States, States right? Because yeah, exactly. there's one of everything here in the U.S." Yes. And by God, she found Bat World. And uh, did you want to do the Bat World thing? World. She's so talented, that Judy Francis. <laughs> Multi-talented. I'll tell you, not only booking just a fabulous show, but can sing very well, too. Thank you. So she uh, she booked the founder and president of Bat World Sanctuary, Amanda Lawler, on the phone joining us. Hi, Amanda. How are you doing? Fine. Thank you. How are you? Very good. I picture you with uh, a bat curled up under one arm and maybe another bat. Uh, Tangled in your hair. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> These are one of those animals that are pretty yes. misunderstood and maligned mammals, right? Yes, very much maligned. Um, they're uh, probably the most maligned animal on the face of the earth. Why? Why do you think? Movies um, have not portrayed them in the kindest light. Neither have books. And um, there have been um, oh, just lots of superstitions over the years. They're uh, you know they come only come out at night, so they're mysterious because of that. You know, nocturnal creatures and and just all of the things combined and. You know, the less you know about something or of something, the more you're going to be a little um, leery of it. And, and, so, and there's not a lot known about bats. And what is known, unfortunately, are all the misconceptions. So were you always fascinated with bats? How did you get started? Um, well, I've always been fascinated with, I guess, the underdog. And the bat fits, fits that description very nicely. Um, I uh, found a bat in 1988. Um, she was on her on her back on the, on the hot Texas sidewalk. And mm. I couldn't stand to see her suffer. So... I rescued her and thought I would just provide a little, a safe place for her to die in peace because I assumed she was dying. And mm -hmm. um, she lived. Um, I became curious, checked the library, checked our library out, um, a book out of the library, and discovered just about everything I thought I knew about bats wasn't true. So I uh, took her home to try to heal her wing and set her free, but her injury was permanent, and she uh, lived with me for another year and a half. And uh, since then, I've just devoted my life to the species. How many bats are at your sanctuary? Uh, right now, about 200. Wow. And uh, do people bring these bats into you, or do they come knocking with their suitcase at the door? How does that happen? <laughs> well, actually, a couple bats have come knocking, but not quite <laughs> not quite with a suitcase. Um, they have just shown up at our doorstep. Um, but, yeah, most of the time they're, they're brought to us from research, from they're retired from research, retired from zoos, um, confiscated from the exotic pet trade, or injured and orphaned in the wild. We re rehabilitate and release about 80% of the bats that we receive. How long do they live? Oh, they can live up to 25 years. Okay, I've got a lot of facts that I want to check with you here. Okay, first of all, 25% of all living mammal species are bats. Is that true? That's correct. You mean 25% of all mammals on the earth are bats? On the That's exactly right. And, and it takes, it, you know, think about this. Everything on earth is connected. Where It's like a giant spider web, and everything is connected to another thing, and everything helps another thing. And if it takes 25% of all mammal species are bats, if it takes all of those animals to keep our planet in sync, what are we going to do when they all start to disappear? We're basically nipping at the strands of that giant spider web as it is, and if bats, <clears throat> bats disappear, that entire web's going to unravel. So there's over a thousand species of bats. How many of those drink blood? Only three. Um, most of the, 70% uh, of the world's bats eat insects. 
Most of the other 30% eat pollen and nectar and fruit. There's a species that eats fish, a species that eats frogs, but only three species out of, a, out of over a thousand different kinds um, do drink the blood of other mammals. They're all very small. They're about the package of a, size of a package of M&Ms. They don't attack humans. That's all movies and misconceptions. My wife, whenever she catches me looking at another woman, and she, well, it happens occasionally, she'll say, gosh, she's ugly. You must be blind as a bat. And um, are, are bats blind? No, they're not blind at all. They have two eyes, and just they see just as well as we do. Where did this uh, for, m- misconception come from? Where did blind as a bat come from? Be, well, uh, it came in from the 1800s when a researcher um, decided that uh, he couldn't understand how bats could navigate through total darkness without, you know, with, with, and not because it's totally dark. He couldn't understand how they could see. So he blindfolded them, and, and they flew just fine throughout the, you know, so he assumed from that that they couldn't, that they actually didn't need their eyes to see. But later, another researcher came along and plugged up their ears and released these same bats into the into the night, and they, they just basically bumped into everything. Mm. So those, those two things combined made, made researchers believe that, um, that bats could basically, they, they hear or they use echolocation to navigate, but they don't really use their eyes. Okay. Wow. I'm a big tequila lover. I love my tequila. <laughs> Should I love bats? You should love bats, and you should also stock up on tequila because that's one of the many products that bats bring us out of about 450 different products. Wow. Um, tequila is one of them. It's the lesser long-nosed bat pollinates the agave plant, which is where tequila comes from. The lesser long-nosed bat is on the endangered list, so you should stock up on tequila. <laughs> They're the, uh, the only natural pollinators of that plant there. The, uh, and I noticed on Bacardi rum, if you've looked closely at the label, that the, mm-hmm. the, the logo is actually a bat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So bats and alcohol, huh? They yeah, go we're together. Seen a pattern between I the know, alcohol they go together, and appreciation uh, of bats. Uh-huh. <laughs> now I, I got to jump in because you know I, I I know that bats provide a very valuable resource um, as far as with pest control and oh, so forth. Oh, Doctor Debbie, Debbie Downer. As a veterinarian, I got to tell you, you know, the important thing is that people have to recognize that bats can potentially carry rabies. They were one of the three main uh, vectors in the U.S. Um, to carry wildlife rabies. And of the human um, cases of rabies, although it's infrequent in our country, um, they're usually related to bat exposure. So wow. it's not common within bats in their population. But if you have an injured bat, you should not handle them without contacting the authorities, whether they be someone such as a sanctuary or the Animal control authorities. A lot of people think um, that because bats are tiny, that you know, and all of our insectivorous or native insectivorous bats are very small. And whereas a, a, you know, a person wants to do the kind thing by rescuing an animal in distress, that per- that same person wouldn't go rescue a skunk or a raccoon or something without using some protection. Sure. And they, um, you know, mistakenly think that it's just because it's a tiny little bat, it can't hurt them. But what we always tell children is the smaller the animal, the sharper the teeth. So <laughs> bats are no exception with any other animal. You, sure, let's help, but let's do it um, in the correct way and not improperly by using bare hands or something like that. Even a dustpan and a broom, just gently scoop it onto a dustpan, put it in a box, and then call someone for help. But don't ever touch a bat with your bare hands. Mm, good good advice there. We are with Amanda Lawler. She runs the Bat World Sanctuary. Where is it located? Uh, we're in uh, a little bit outside of Cool, Texas. You're up for an award called the e- Eagle Rare Life Award. What is that? 
Um, that's back to, uh, I guess, bats and, uh, and alcohol. <laughs> the, uh, uh, Eagle, Eagle, uh, Rare is a, is a bourbon. And, um, they're, the, uh, company who produces that has a Rare Life Award that they put out annually. And we have been nominated for that award. And we're one of, of a lot of different deserving, um, nonprofit animal groups. And basically we need votes every single day up until January the 15th. Um, as long as we stay in the top 20, we'll be okay. And then Eagle Rare from there will decide who's actually going to win the grand prize, which is $40,000 for your charity. That would help us save an awful lot of little deserving lives. Yes, that would. Okay, I'll put the link to vote for you over at AnimalRadio.com. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. It sounds so cool what you're doing. I'm going to put some pictures up on the website so that listeners can see you with your bats and realize that all these terms, blind as a bat, bats in the belfry, all Mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff. Maybe blood-sucking bats. Yeah. Let's let's not uh, bash these bats anymore. No more (laughs) bat bashing. (laughs) There you go. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. Years ago, the family doctor was someone who came to your home. And while that practice has faded into memory, there is someone who keeps the tradition of personal health care alive. Your local HealthMart pharmacist knows you by name, not by refill number. Stop by your independently owned HealthMart pharmacy and see how the tradition of personal health care lives on. Visit HealthMart.com for the location near you. HealthMart, caring for you and about you. At Stella and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaandChewy's.com. Geico RV presents Reflections from the Road. I love the great outdoors and saving money. So I made the easy switch to Geico RV insurance, which was a whole lot easier than eating my wife's cooking for a week. Rob, I can hear you. Sometimes I think she can read my thoughts. Yeah, you were thinking about Geico RV insurance. Man, she's good. Well, you are saying everything out loud. I meant to do an internal monologue. Geico, for your RV, trailer, or camper. See how much you could save. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. If you want to adopt a black cat right now, you're probably going to have to wait. Because of violence against black cats during the weeks leading up to Halloween, most shelters and rescues will not let them be adopted out right now. Some of them end up hurt or killed. Others are returned after the holiday with the explanation that, huh, he didn't work out. 
And more likely, the need for a black cat as a Halloween decoration ended. That's what that means. No matter what color your cat is, it's a good idea to keep them, your dog too, in the house on Halloween. The costumes and the noise can be pretty scary to any animal, and there are usually a lot more cars out on the streets on Halloween Eve as well. The worldwide trade in illegal animals is taking a toll on many at-risk species, and among them is a very small turtle. You may have seen this guy in some TV news stories lately as people have tried to smuggle these turtles aboard planes inside their pants. They're called pig-nosed turtles. You, you can get an idea what they look like right there. <laughs> I used to um, smuggle pig-nosed turtles in my um, in my trousers, too. Is it a pig-nosed turtle right. in your pants, or are you just happy to see me? Yes, I'm just happy to see you. They're adorable. They have a little pig nose. They're so cute. That's part of the problem. They're only found in Australian Papua, and they're considered very vulnerable on the list of threatened species. They're the last surviving species of their actual family, the family animal family they belong to. Mm-hmm. The hatchlings sell on the international market for between 39 and $56 each. Here's the really sad part. Nearly 20% of them die while being smuggled in luggage or in clothing. We have a lot of chimpanzee fans on the show. We know that. Well, now a New York court is deciding if chimps are entitled to what is called legal personhood and everything that goes along with it. That basically is a law that gives people status to something that isn't a person. The case revolves around Tommy the chimp, and he's kept in a cage by his owner in upstate New York. The animal rights group, Non-Human Rights Project, says 26-year-old Tommy is being unlawfully imprisoned and should be sent to live in a sanctuary in Florida. Now, Tommy's owner says the chimp actually lives in a state-of-the-art facility, and he has been on a waiting list for an animal sanctuary for some time. If the New York State Appeals Court rules in Tommy's favor, it could strengthen the case for extended rights for other animals with high intelligence, such as dolphins and elephants, to be granted people status. That's something the Non-Human Rights Project has been campaigning for for decades. Previous lawsuits, though, have been thrown out by the courts. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Hi. I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. The flu, pneumonia, whooping cough, hepatitis A, shingles, meningitis, tetanus. That's a scary list. But did you know immunizations can protect you from every one? You didn't? Well, we do. Rite Aid pharmacists are certified to immunize against the most common preventable diseases. Find out what immunizations you need with a free immunization evaluation at Rite Aid Today. 
With us, it's personal. Availability and age restrictions apply in some states. See pharmacist for details. The event you've been waiting for is here. Lumber Liquidators, third annual fall flooring yard sale. It's your chance to get first quality, full warranty, direct from the mill flooring at unbelievable closeout prices. Like oak laminate for an incredible 19 cents a square foot and pre-finished three-quarter inch solid maple for just $149. Plus beautiful bamboo for 63% less than other stores. Take advantage of our 20 years of savings with 20 month special financing and get even more unheard of flooring deals in our stores. Fall flooring yard sale is Thursday through Monday only. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Just get in the holiday. Sorry about that. It's Animal Radio, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. And you can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for your iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. It's a free download thanks to those folks over at Dr. Foster's and Smith. Uh, you can not only ask your questions from the free app, but you can also listen to past shows or present shows and delve our deep resources. Delve. I don't know if that's the right word. I always have trouble with that word there. I think we should uh, check this copy here. Anyway, just download the, the app. It's free and it's fun. And uh, this week at our Facebook page on Wednesday, we have this Wacky Wednesday thing going on where we give you an opportunity to upload your Wacky Wednesday pictures of your pets and give you big and prizes. they fun. They, they are, are fun. really fun <laughs> photos. I enjoy those. <laughs> if you don't have Wacky photos that you want to upload, you can always vote for the Wacky photos. And uh, this week... The big prize is we have a great package from Pets Life. And this is a product we've actually tried here in the studio. They have great oral care for your pets. Yes, they have all kinds of stuff. They've got a gel. They have a spray. They have a toothbrush. But they didn't forget about fleas and ticks. They also have a flea and tick spray that you can use on your pet. It's a great product. Great package, and uh, get your pictures in. Okay, really easy to do. Head on over to our Facebook page at Animal Radio and check those pictures out or upload your pictures and win this week. Uh, today, Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog is dressed up in her Tootsie Roll costume. Isn't it cute? It is cute. I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen a Tootsie Roll costume on I a know, dog. it's so unique. Of course, she's getting ready for tonight. I usually go out a week before Halloween. Yeah, I was gonna be, she's not getting ready for tonight. It's not Halloween yet. No, I, I just will take her out because I'll You'll get more candy. You'll take her out tonight. That way. I like to surprise people. I bet you do. <laughs> just in case they don't have candy, they'll give you um, silverware. Call the police. Yeah, television yeah. sets. Ladybug yeah. will do just fine. She'll get a lot of treats. I I'm bet sure. she will. I bet she will. She looks cute as all get out. I guess most of us dress up our pets that are in the studio. I don't know if you oh, listen absolutely. to the radio. Do. Yes. Yeah, well, you you dress up, but you have a new one this year, right? So I do, yeah, and I, she's not uh, worn anything very much, so I'm a little uncertain how well she'll take to it. So, hmm. Okay, well, I know Joey's dressing up Miles, and uh, Tammy has too many animals to dress up. Yeah. Really? She can't afford to dress them She'd all She'd spend all day putting them oh in costumes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. But if you're planning on dressing them up, we have on the phone with us right now. Did I hit the button over there? Yeah. yeah. We have the public relations manager for Buy Costumes, Holly Botsford, on the phone with us. Hi, Holly. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. How much of your business is pet business? I mean, you've devoted a whole section of your website. Obviously, you make costumes for humans, too. Uh, you do. probably started with that. We do, exactly. So adults, kids, and pets are all a part of dressing up and life's better in costume. 
<laughs> are a lot of people buying costumes? I mean, honestly, I know, I know, I know you're the PR you know, manager and you're going to say everything great, but are people buying costumes? In fact, people are buying more costumes than ever for their pets. We've seen an increase in sales for pet costumes, and it's become really a part of the family. So everybody dresses up, including dogs and cats. It's big business. I understand you're going to have the top 10 costumes this year. We do have top 10 costumes on our orange list, and one of them is a pet costume. It's the Where's Waldo costume. It's very cute. It's the striped shirt, and then it has the corresponding glasses and a hat, and then you can match. So we have pictures of some people over here out on the orange carpet with their pets dressed up as the same costume as their pets. Oh, so you have you have both wow. of those costumes available for both the human and the dog. Absolutely. You must coordinate. Oh, I need cool. a Tootsie like Roll costume. Yeah. Where do I get a human oh, Tootsie Roll? There you go. Well, so what are the big costumes this year? A lot of traditional. So Star Wars sells very well for us, both in humans and for pets. Yeah, I see you have the uh, Yoda and the Prince Leia. I'll hold up a picture to the microphone. Right. (laughs) Very cute. So the Ewok is one of our best sellers. So is the Yoda dog. Um, Humor is big. So anything like a taco or a banana, people like to see that. Superheroes are probably our biggest, actually. Wonder Woman, Super Dog, Spider Dog, all of those are big, big sellers. Holly, I have a question for you because I, I have some big dogs. And my biggest gripe with Halloween is that it is so hard to find costumes for large dogs. I, my Labrador has to wear XXL, and there's not always a lot of selection. Do you, do you have suggestions on what I might look at? I do. Actually, our number one bestseller is called the Lion Dog Costume, and it's just a mane that goes around his head. Ah. So it really gives the impression of a big, a, a big costume, although it's just an accessory. It's a great price point, and it really helps out with those dogs that are difficult sizes. Some bulldogs are kind of hard to dress as well just because Mm -hmm. they have a thicker body. So the accessories are really helpful or anything on their back as well. So whether that's a cape or whatnot can help. You may have to check that out because I I, I admit, you know there's that movie 27 Dresses. Mm -hmm, Um, Yeah. (laughs) I I have a closet full of animal Halloween costumes. Oh, that's it's, oh it's, it's, I cannot God. shut the door. Oh. It is, it is like twelve years of Halloween costumes for my multiple pets, and Can't I'm crazy. I know. Believe you just said that on <laughs> national radio. I love it. So, what every year you have to buy the new, updated, the new one for the year instead of wearing something old and outdated. Exactly. You know, hand me downs are permitted, but every year they got to get something new. So, we do recycle. <laughs> so, what other things are popular this year? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are oh, popular. Oh, no. So that's great for families. So you can have dad, son, and um, pet dressed up all the same, and you can all be different turtles. <laughs> Those are big. The Minions and Despicable Me are still very big, and they're so cute both in men, women, children, and then also in pets. Okay. It's a really, really oh, cute boy. costume. Halloween is Friday. Do we still have time to get the order in and uh, make it happen? Absolutely, yes. Okay, at buycostumes.com. You have one to give away, don't you? We do. One lucky listener. Uh Uh-oh. Right. Okay. So uh, is it a particular one, or do they get to choose? How does this work? It will be their choice. It will be, I believe it's a $50 gift code. Wow. Okay. It could even be two. 
Oh, my goodness. That's great. So one 405 You're going to have to work fast on this. You're yep, going to have to wa- call in and make your choice today so that you get it in time for Halloween. Yes, yep, first caller. Okay, one 405 right now. If you're not lucky enough to get through, head on over to buycostumes.com and uh, see what they have over there because it's pretty amusing. At least look at the pictures. <laughs> Let's not forget about Halloween pet safety. We all know about the chocolate toxicity. Large amounts of chocolate can be dangerous for dogs when they ingest it. Um, and also candies with xylitol. So oh, if you yeah. have someone who's a diabetic or like sugar-free candies, that can, a small amount, one piece of gum, a couple pieces of candy can actually be fatal for pets. So you want to make sure you keep that away. Well, no candy um, whatsoever. I don't even, whether it has xylitol or chocolate or not, no candy. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, lollipops, things like that. Wrappers can actually get stuck cause an obstruction. So you want to just keep all of that away. But, you know, I think a lot of people forget to keep their pets secure and indoors. So once that door starts flying open, those kids are coming, you want to make your pet's safe, whether they're housed in a kennel and maybe in a back bedroom. Um, don't leave them outside while the trick-or-treaters are out um, going around the neighborhood because you know, this is a time when a lot of animals will actually you know, run away. They get scared by yeah. uh, the costumes and the noise. And you know, one thing I have to say, I get calls on. I just had one the other day. You know those little glow sticks that the kids all carry around? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh-huh. A lot of people ask me, oh, my gosh, my dog chewed on one of these and he's frosting, frothing at the mouth. Well, the good thing is they're generally non-toxic, um, but they do have a really bitter taste to them, one of the chemicals in there. So um, not likely to be dangerous, but definitely could uh, really upset their uh, their stomach and drooling and looks pretty horrible. Glowing drool is what you'll have. <laughs> Shows up in black lights really well. <laughs> so have yourself a safe and happy Halloween. Check out buycostumes.com and in fact, everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com and send us your pictures of your oh, animals yes, in definitely. your costume so we can post them over at the Facebook page. Right, we're going to head back to the phones toll free one 405 8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. toll-free 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the dream team here at animal radio hi mark how are you just fine how are you this afternoon very good where are you calling from well i'm almost to tucumcari new mexico right now traveling across the country huh yeah gotta be down in southern arizona monday morning so i'm just kind of easing along do you have a furry traveling companion well actually she retired along with my wife about three months ago mm-hmm. she got out of the truck after nine years here on the truck and uh she's a long-haired chihuahua <laughs> uh, she'll be 10 in january uh-huh. for about the last year and a half she's had this uh discharge coming out of her well, well mostly it's her left eye and we've taken her to the vet and they say it's just an allergy Mm-hmm. Uh, both eyes water really bad, but this discharge, it just smells to high heaven. All I can say is give her the liquid Benadryl. I think it's a half a teaspoon or something. I don't remember what it is. And use uh, Visine uh, eye drops like for the uh, allergy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to help any. Is she rubbing or pawing at that area at all? Uh, oh, yeah, she rubs them uh, not consistently, but whenever uh, it builds up, it's, it almost looks like, you know, if you get a cold in your eye, mm-hmm. how that stuff builds up in the corner there in your tear duct. That's what it looks like, but it just really, really stinks. 
Well, and, and definitely with any kind of discharge, if that is continuous or it builds up on the skin surface, you can even get a secondary skin infection in those areas. Now, look, mm-hmm. I guess the big question is, you know, why is that building up? And a couple things that I like to check out when I have a pet that has a watery eye, especially if it's one particular eye, is um, a couple things. One is I do like to do a staining test on the eye to make sure the eye is healthy and there's no scratches, but also to see what the drain from the eye is and it's kind of cool that your tears drain into your sinuses down your nostril area so in dogs we can apply a stain to their eyes and if we don't see that drain out of their nose in about five to ten minutes that could mean that there's some kind of blockage in that drainage channel um, and I would be suspicious of, of checking this in her because um, if that is not present, then there's some things we can do to try to open that up and flush out uh, the nasal lacrimal drainage. So that would be something I'd be really curious to see. Um, but uh, some common causes of smelly eye discharges in dogs can be infection in the lacrimal glands or what we call dacrocystitis. Um, so that would be something that we might need to look at, not only that drainage, but see about treating appropriately with medications. And then I guess the other thing, in a 10-year-old dog that really can cause a one-sided eye discharge can be the potential for dental infections. And it's kind of surprising. A lot of people don't realize that those deep roots of those molars and premolars, they really do almost approach the eye area. So if we've got a smoldering problem with a tooth, we can actually get a discharge from the eye on that side. So I don't know what the dental situation is in your baby, but I would talk about about cleaning the teeth and even x-raying the teeth in that area to see if we got a problem that we need to deal with there. We appreciate your time today, Mark. Let us know how it works out. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hello, this is Loretta Swift, and I'm on Animal Radio. And please don't forget, spay and neuter. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. Here's the number toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to check in with Dr. Debbie, her dog father, Joey Villani, or any one of the Dream Team right now. I'm Hal Abrams. Judy, what are we working on for the Facebook prize for Wacky Wednesday this week? Wacky Wednesday this week. we got some really cool stuff. We've actually tried some of this stuff. It's Pets Life. Oh. And it's great oral care for your pets. We've tried the additive that you put in water, but they have a, a gel... It's a peppermint gel. They have a peppermint spray. They have uh, a, they have this really cool-looking toothbrush. You really have to see it. It's kind of hard to explain. And then they didn't forget about the fleas and ticks. They actually have a flea and tick spray as well. So is this like life. one package that we're giving away? It's here one package, yes. Oh, you get all kinds of stuff, the gel, the spray, the toothbrush, the tick and flea. It's just a great a great package. I tell you, you'll love it. From You know what's life. funny about that? Yes. What that's, is? The only, that's the only tooth gel that I've ever used that actually worked. Yeah, really? was the pet's life. Now, one. do you put it in the work. in the water, or do you actually apply it directly to the teeth? The, well, what I had was it was it was a um, it was a kit that they they had given me at one of the grooming shows. Yeah, and they had a spray, and all you had to mm-hmm. do was just um, you know spray it in the pet's mouth, and it had no taste because they made me taste it, of course. And, um, <laughs> and um, let me see your had, teeth. It had no it had no taste at all, and um, I just noticed a significant difference. 
Oh, yeah. good. So you get the you get the spray and you get a gel. Okay, this whole package is yours for your wacky Wednesday pictures over at our Facebook page. If you don't have any wacky pictures of your pets, well, take some. <laughs> but if you don't, go uh, vote for other wacky pictures at our Facebook page. Okay, so the big news and the big question we've had emails all week long is about this Ebola virus and how it affects our pets. Oh, no. We told you about the story about Excalibur. The dog the, from Spain. Yeah. Yeah. The dog from Spain who uh, unfortunately was euthanized. Uh, was They don't know if uh, the dog was contaminated they just figured better be safe than sorry. Yeah. And despite three three hundred thousand uh, petitions, they went ahead and euthanized. Now there's another dog in Texas, and another situation, almost identical situation, mm-hmm. where a nurse was helping an Ebola, Ebola patient, and now she's come down with it, and the dog is being quarantined instead of euthanized. So I'm delighted to hear about that. Uh, that they didn't just throw the yeah. dog out with the bathwater. I know. Dr. Debbie, what do you know about Ebola and how it affects our pets and whether or not they can carry it? What do you know? Because it's... Well, well, that's the challenging thing is not a lot is really known and, and some things we just can't answer at this point. But, you know, I just like everyone else, I, I, at first I was very outraged by the euthanasia of that pet. And then I did come across some research articles that, that do show that they studied in West Africa, uh, dogs in those areas, and they did show that they had up to a 30% prevalence rate for antibodies to Ebola. What does that mean for, like me, the idiot? So it means that they tested them and they found an antibody uh, signifying either that they were either exposed to the virus or, you know, maybe they were infected. So they then looked to see if they actually could isolate the virus from the dogs, and they could not. So the thing we have to recognize is that in these areas, dogs do not get kibble put out by dog food. They, they go out and they eat leftovers. They eat scraps from the hunt. They eat food. They eat anything they come across. So these animals are potentially ingesting uh, human waste, um, you know, wild animals that have been bought, brought back from a hunt that may actually carry Ebola within a, you know, that known species. So just finding the prevalence of the antibodies doesn't mean these animals were necessarily sick. But the problem is, unfortunately, when you euthanize a dog that is exposed in that household, we lose the ability to test. Yeah, well, that, so that, well, that was my big question. Instead of euthanizing this dog, Excalibur, couldn't they have used that dog for research to save lives, to understand how it affects the animals? And, and also, does euthanizing the dog kill the virus? Right. So, well, what they don't know is they don't know if just because these dogs maybe carry the um, antibody for the virus, are they infective? Can they then go on pass it to a human or another dog? And they don't know. And, and that's where we need to study that. And it is a missed opportunity that they didn't at least try to help answer questions that everyone else in the world does have. And, you know, I think right now, you know, certainly don't want people to, to panic because there's a lot of other more common diseases your dog can give you from anything from ringworm, um, your cat can give you toxoplasmosis. You know, there's other things that are out there that are certainly a higher risk than Ebola. Um, but, you know, I, I, th- I think it is important to notice that, you know, they know that dogs and pigs of the domestic animals have actually been shown to be antibody positive. Hmm. Um, ex- experimentally, they've actually found, you know, they can, they can make a guinea pig, uh, a goat or a horse carry, um, or have an antibody for the virus, but they don't necessarily show symptoms or get sick. And, you know, even that study I was talking about in West Africa where they looked at dogs there, 
they never had any dogs actually sick or symptomatic. So just because they had the virus show uh, an antibody to the virus in their blood doesn't necessarily mean they were contagious. So, um, you know, I think all of our pet owners, you know, it just breathe a sigh of relief. Um, but we do really need to have more research in this area to, to look at potential transmission. Okay. Well, it's, there's a lot of questions about it, both in the canine and the human world. So I'm not surprised that we don't have more definitive answers right now. Anyway, I'd be amiss if I didn't tell you that this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewy's. They now offer a brand new size of raw frozen dinners for dogs. There's a little eight and a half ounce package that I'm holding up. I'm holding up the Chewy's chicken dinner. But they also have the Simply Venison Dinner, the Stella Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant. Wherever Stella and Chewy's is sold, check it out. Thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. Ladybug's a big fan. There we go. It's flashed by once again. I want to thank Edward Meyer. Thank you so much from Ripley's. Amanda Lawler from Batworld. Can you do your Batworld thing one more time? Batworld! And also Holly Botsford from BuyCostumes.com. Christina Lee, our hero of the week. And thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget you can download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. It's a free download. And ask your questions directly from the app as well as listen to past shows and cruise through our resources. It's a free download. Thanks to the guys over at uh, Dr. Fosterson Smith for making that free for you. So download it now. Uh, don't forget to check out Dr. Debbie's books, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. There's one for Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers. And we have links over at AnimalRadio.com. Have yourself a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.